0: Hey guys, how's it going? So this is the first episode of the Jerry Real podcast. Um, this is your host Emmett and in this podcast, this is just basically the introduction, in this podcast I'm going to be discussing about the my own experience with depression, my view on depression as a whole and what I feel that can be done to To help improve the situation because it is something that is quite frequent and quite, quite uh, apparently more and more increasing, um over the last few years in our time, um, and it's it's just one of those things that I feel like it it does get brought up, but I don't feel like it gets brought up enough, you know, um, and hopefully the aim of this podcast and this episode especially is to show people that it can be okay to speak up. And there is people here that will listen if you need to talk. And there is great supports, support groups and support centers that you can go to. Um, but yeah, maybe coming from somebody else's perspective and then speaking up about it myself, um, that can, can give you the confidence then to speak up. You know. So to get started, as I said, like I mean, I'm going to start off just by talking about my, just a brief breakdown of what I feel like depression is. So depression itself, as a whole, is it's a mental it's a mental illness. It is something that affects anybody, doesn't matter what age, no matter what gender, no matter what creed, religion skin color, it does not matter. Depression can affect you at any point in your life. Um, Sometimes these are circumstances that are work-related, these are circumstances that are maybe relationship-related, or these are circumstances that something has happened in your life that you feel like there is no escaping it. it. And it is. It's one of those cruel fucking illnesses that will put you down on the ground and it will make you feel things that you do not want to feel and sometimes that can be overwhelming for people, but, you know, like, it's, it's, it's a fucking, it's, it is something that takes a lot of courage to speak about, I mean, like, for me to speak about my own personal experiences, like, it's gonna to be tough, um, I'm very, very private, majority of the time, I, but... I feel so strongly about doing these kind of podcasts and about doing this podcast and this episode especially that I feel like it may be of a benefit to other people that are going through the same stuff or have experienced the same similarities to what I will be discussing, you know. Um, and then you, I'm just going to go straight on to it now, guys, and I'm just going to start talking about my own experience. So, okay. So the pressure for me started. I'm honestly going to say when I was 16. So depression for me started when I was 16. Um, Now, it may be a familiar thing for a lot of people. I don't know. But for me, it was when I met somebody. This was my first ever serious relationship. Um, I was 16. I was young. My hormones were all over the place. My emotional maturity was not there as to what it is now. Um... And it put me in a situation where I was completely fucked. Um, as I said, like first first relationship, first serious breakup, fucked me up. And anybody who's ever experienced the first breakup or went through a first breakup knows how shit it feels. Um a lot of the times people say that it's only girls that can get fucking bummed out about a, a breakup, but nah. I fucking was torn up. I was literally distraught as a as a person. Like I felt like my whole existence was fucked because I had I had so intensely intensely cared about this person um, with everything with every fiber of my person and when it ended it was fucking like everything was rubbed away my whole meaning was rubbed away from me um, and I I did not know how to cope and so when. The first three months of that six month stunt of 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 darkness and uh, literally despair, or what it felt like was darkness and despair, um, I just got into a routine of wake up, eat, go up to my room, listen to my music, sleep. That was it. That was for the first three months. As it kept going on and getting worse, because I wasn't doing anything productive to help myself. I was just literally letting it all build up and build up. And I was tearing myself down. I used, like you would not believe, some of the meanful, hateful shit that I was saying to myself. You know what I mean? And like when you do that on a constant basis, day on, day out, week on, week out, it tears you down as a, as a person. Um, it tears you down as a person and it, it fucking, it messes up your mind. So then it, it came to the point then, you know what I mean, on the fourth month, right up until, like, the final month of the six months, I I started doing fucking just bad shit that I shouldn't have been doing, like, I started self-harming, um, and it fucked me up, big time, because even now, when I'm talking about it and thinking about it, reflecting back on it now, I'm disgusted at myself that I allowed it to get that far, to get that bad, um, but whenever you... Tell yourself that you're not good enough whenever you tell yourself that you're not worth anything that you're worthless you start to believe that and when you start to believe that then you will do whatever it takes to try and prove to yourself that it's that that it, well there's no point proving yourself that you're not so you start looking at other ways and i I didn't feel anything like I was literally an empty shell for those six months so the self harming for me was to try and make myself feel something. Um but obviously that's not the way to go about it. I mean again it's all hindsight now obviously but it it was a it was a dark time, definitely. Um and I'm not proud of it like, you know, but I'm glad I pulled through that. You know, I'm so glad I pulled through that because fast forward past all that darkness fast forward to two thousand and nine, my daughter was born. Um, you know, and that was the, that was, that for me was the break. That was the break in the cycle. But that wee nagging voice kept fucking coming back to me. And through, not the early years that she was like growing up, it was more like midway. Um, the wee nagging thoughts started coming back and they were like, start, i have started to doubt myself as a father. And even to this day, I still do that. I still doubt myself as being a, as a good father, or being a good parent, um, you know what I mean, anybody, anybody who knows me would say otherwise, but, like, I know myself, there is certain things that I want to do for my child, that I know, like, I'm not fucking doing right now, um, and it fucking annoys me, it, it, it drives me insane, so it does, it drives me insane. Um, when I find that, that I, that I am not doing my duty as a follower, um, to the full potential that it needs to be done, and it drives me mad, and I start to fucking beat myself up, because, as I said, those we nagging voice, like, that we nagging voice in the back of your head of when you usually tear yourself down, um, comes back and says, ah, you're a shit die, you're a fucking... You, you you can't raise your wane, you know what I mean? Um should be better off without you and stuff like that. It fucking it breaks your heart. It does. And there's times I've sat and I fucking how do we cry? And I don't really cry. It's very, very rare I will ever shed a tear for anything. Um but there's just certain times of your life where it's fucking it breaks you down. You know? Um But as I said, like my depression is kinda of, it comes and goes. And it did. It went for a while. It it went for a while. I was sweet. I never had any doubts or anything like that there. Um the only thing I did have was anxiety. But I'll talk about that now in the next segment. So yeah, as I said um just previously there, I had like my my, my depression is come and go. It it, it comes and then it goes. I am fortunate enough that it is not a continuous cycle. Um you know, because like the next stage of where I was truly depressed was when I set off my business, you know. That was just literally two years ago. That was back in 2016. Early 2016, I'd say about March, I set up my business. Um I set up my own gym, and, like, every business owner, you have that intention of wanting to do well, right, there's, no business owner's gonna tell you, ah, oh, yeah, I don't expect my business to fail, and that's, that's kind of the way I was, too, um, but then I have me wee nagging doubts, like, oh, this might not work, what am I gonna do if it doesn't work, but then I choose not to listen to that, I said, you know what, it is gonna fucking work, it's, it's gonna... It's, it's going to, um, it's, it's going to work, and it's going to do well, and it done for a couple of weeks, or even a few months, um, and then I started to fucking realise that it was, it was a sinking, it was a sinking ship, but I am that fucking proud as well, I refused, I refused to believe that I cannot turn this around, and it cost me to run myself down. Not just physically, but mentally. And again, I was faced with that fucking nagging feeling of the voice of fucking failure. Somebody tell, like, just telling yourself again, you're no good. You did this and you failed. You fucked this up. You're stuck now. You're fucked. You're going to be swimming in fucking death, <coughs> and there's no fucking way out free. You know I mean, the only way out for you is in a box, and that is the way that I thought. For fuck long, I don't even know how long um it was not a fucking nice nice place to be it was a lot worse than like the first time it was a lot worse because this was something that I had got myself into, and I felt like I had no way of getting out of um and because I am proud and I am stubborn, i fucking refused to. A mutt that I needed help, um, and it was it was a fucking lonely fucking time. You know, it was a lonely fucking time. Um, but I persevered. You know, I I came through it strong. Um, I had a good support network as well. I, I had a fucking fantastic network of people around me, um, and I still do. Uh, one friend in particular, like, who even came down the gym, sat me, talked me, fucking just told me the stuff that I needed to fucking hear. Um, and that and that was, for me, that was the best thing. Do you, do you know what I mean? Because, like, when whenever you feel like this, and especially when you set up a business, and I'm sure a lot of business people will tell you this, whenever you, you don't truly know how alone you are until you actually do something for yourself. Um and what I mean by that is like so many people wished success for me or all the best for me but when it was starting to when it was starting to crash it mm, made you made you more aware of of things um and it fucked you up. It fucked me up, I was like, well, what the fuck am I, <laughs> am I not a good enough person to fucking get some decent support in it? I fell in that trap as well of, like, fucking blaming others, but it was it was my own fault, and I can confidently admit that, that it was my own fault, you know, but, yeah, it, it was a bad time, though, it was a bad time, and again, I almost took my life, I almost died you know, um, but thankfully I didn't, I pulled through, and it was all good, um, and this this isn't easy stuff for me to talk about either, like, a lot of people probably think, oh fuck, he's just doing this for attention or whatever, it's not even, I'm doing this podcast, so that I can reach out to other fucking people, um, that are maybe going through the same stuff, and feel like that they can't fucking, they can't speak up about it, and for me, this is hard enough, to speak about it, because it is a lot of people fucking that know me wouldn't even know that I'm fucking depressed. You know? But yeah, I mean, that, for me, that is my experience with it. Um, as I said, it comes and goes. It comes and goes. like But the other thing that left me with a whole bunch of shit was my anxiety. Like, I have slowly... I'd say from the age of 20... After the age of 21. I'd say from 22 up until now. That's when I've noticed that I actually had social anxiety. I was at a I was at an event um, a few years back and I felt I felt this overwhelming fucking surge, this overwhelming surge of fucking suffocating like somebody had literally put their hands around my neck and I could not fucking breathe and I literally bolted for the door, and I just, <sighs> massive breaths, I did not know what, and I didn't know what came over me, I was so overwhelmed with it, I did not know what it was, and that scared me, I was like, what the f- is this here, like, you know, um, and it, it, it fucking freaked me out, and then I started to notice more and more, I started to not go out, I started to close myself off, um, from people, I started to close myself off to friends, and going out to events and stuff, and, uh, it wasn't until, it wasn't until I actually attended an event that I was invited to, it was like a charity event or something, um, that I noticed how bad my anxiety was, because I was sitting there and I was thinking, I don't know how to act around these people and these are people that I have known my whole life like these these aren't just random people that I have randomly met over the years these are people that I know my whole life since I was a child you know what I mean um and I felt so uncomfortable around them in that environment I was just like I need to go I need I need to go but I had drank so drink kept me sociable you know um it's not always a good thing because then I noticed once I got to a more closed off space, then like a bar, like that's when I started fucking. I was just like, I'm not enjoying myself. And then people come over and they'd be asking, "You okay? Are you all right? Are you sure you are all right?" And you just be like, "Oh, nah, I'm sweet. I'm grand. Honestly, don't worry about me. Sweet." Um, and then when they weren't looking, boom, I jetted out. I just, I, I just had to jet out of it. Um. Because I just wanted to get back to my comfort zone, to my fucking, my safety place, which was obviously my house or my home. Um, and it, it was a, it was a bad time, like. Right? Um, but yeah, that's, that, that is my experience with it, like, you know, um, I, I feel like I am proven. Um, there has been a couple of times now that I've actually went out to crowded places, like I've went to concerts, not needed to drink, and, I felt, I still felt wee but apprehensive, like I still felt that kind of, uh, I don't really want to be here, but I, I need to test myself and see how I, how I will go about this, and I have, um, but yeah, it's, it's a work in progress, like, you know, it is, it's a work in progress. But yeah, as I said guys, that's that's just my own experience with it there. Um as I said, it wasn't something that was fucking it's it's not something that's easy to talk about, of course. I mean, like you are hardly gonna be fucking buzzing to tell people you're fucking non proudest fucking moments like, you know? Um but that that is mine. Hopefully some of the stuff that I've said um has helped. I mean, like, what, what, what did I do to overcome these points in my life? As I said, the first turning point for me was the birth of my daughter. The turning points for the doubts that I had about being a good parent or being a good father then was just proving myself wrong at every at every point. As I said, like that, there are still points of parenting where I'm just like, mm, I, I don't feel that great about it. Um, but it's just—it's one of them things. It's all—it's always going to be there, because obviously as a, as especially as a father, you always feel like you have to do more. You have to always go above and beyond for it. But that's—that's that's just the way I am. You know, that's just a characteristic flaw I believe, um, for myself. But it—it's uh, it is something that I am working on. And then as I said with the with the anxiety and stuff as well, what I do is I go out now. Um not as much. I don't I don't go out all the time. I go out when I feel comfortable of going out. And when I do go out, I try and go out without needing the need of drink for it. Um and that's it, like, you know. But for other people, like I mean there's all there's plenty of people out there though that aren't as lucky. As I said, like I pull through. Thankfully, through the few times that I attempted they take my own life, I pulled through. Because, like, to be fair, there's so many fucking people out there that don't get that chance, that do not get that opportunity. And it's a, it's a shame. You know what I mean? Because, like, I think a lot of people's perceptions as well of what depression is, is they they think it's this this person that is just continuously sad all the time um, that's just not happy, it's never happy, never smiles, never interacts with people, kind of, like, introverted to themselves, um, but what they don't realize is that you can can be an extrovert, you can be an outgoing, um, spontaneous person, you know, you, you can be the most outgoing, life of the party type of person, and depression will get you, um, because, like, I mean, going based on, like, the The tragedies that have happened over the last few years, um, in our town, with people of a young age that have committed suicide or have taken their own lives, um, when their families are interviewed, and it's it's a, I can only imagine what it's like to have that fucking interview. I I honestly don't think I would be str- And they're, they're the strong people, like you know. What I mean, me talking about this here is. That's nothing compared to what they've had to go through and what they, what they have to do on a daily basis. So they have my massive, massive respect. But like, whenever you listen to the interviews of people that are interviewed for the loss of a loved one or a son or a daughter, um, the first thing they're asked is like, but did they seem like they were depressed? And of course you're going to say no. Do you know what I mean? Of course not. Because like, there's no real telltale signs for depression. There's not, you know, what I mean, cause like in a lot of these interviews, people do say that, no, they were always a hat, they were always happy, they was enjoying the crack, and you know what I mean, and that kind of made me think then um, about the the old Chinese proverb, um, the old Chinese proverb, where it says that we have three faces. So we have the false face, we have the face where we act like everything is fine. Then we have the half truth face we have the face where we show part of our true self and then we have the the truth the the true face self um the self which we are truly ourselves but nobody else sees it um and for a lot of people doing the whole pretend to be okay when you're not is it's fucking mentally draining it is mentally fucking draining like. Um, and I can say that from experience as well. It is pretending people that you're alright is mentally fucking draining. You just feel more exhausted every day. And the more that you do it, the more exhausted you get, the more that you just say enough is enough. I'm I'm tired of fucking pretending to be okay when I'm not. And for a lot of people, that just means that they can only see one out outcome to. You. Um, and it, uh, it, it's sad, it is definitely sad, um, that they did feel that way, um, because, like, any loss of life is a tragedy, any loss of life is a fucking tragedy, like, um, but a, a life that is young and that, that has not yet fully experienced life, that has been taken away due to whatever circumstances, um whatever circumstances that is presented to them, they just feel like there was no other option. Um But I mean this this is the thing though, and this is what brings me back to that that proverb plus the advertisement. I mean I'm sure we've all seen that advertisement where the the guy's out there and he's he's enjoying himself and he's having the crack with his mitts and stuff and then he comes home and he takes off his takes off his fists. And that is it. That is how silent and how, unknowingly, um, how unknowingly it is to pick up on signs and telltale signs of depression because there is none. Because you, as I said, you can portray being happy. To other people, and they will see that, you can make people see what you want them to see, and then, it's only you, who see the real you, and it, it um, and if, it fucks things up, like, you know, if, it does, it, it, it leaves you in a very lonely place, and I feel like a lot of people in this town, um, not a lot of people, I'm not gonna say a lot of people, because that's just brushing everybody, but anybody who's going through. Like, a low time or a dark time or a bad time. Like, I feel like... I I know where they're coming from. You feel like you're you're on an island on your own. And you do feel like you can't talk to anybody. um Because anybody that you do talk to, sometimes they don't give you the advice that you want to hear. They just tell you what they think you want to hear. Or what they think they should say to you. And sometimes that's not what it is. Do you know what I mean? Um, And a lot of times it can be scary to talk to somebody about it. I mean, Jesus Christ, I fucking... I used to hate opening up to people, and I still don't open up to a lot of people, I mean, me doing this noise is just a fucking, is a shocking thing for me as well, because I never expected myself to do it, you know, but, yeah, it, it can be, it can be very, very difficult, because sometimes people don't know what they say to you, do you know what I mean, and then you feel afraid, to say to them, what's actually really going on, you know what I mean, um, but what I would always, like, what I would do now is I would just be honest. I'd be open with people. Because it is, I, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine a couple of weeks, no, maybe a couple of months back now. And at the end of the conversation, like, he was talking to me about something. And I said to him, you know what? It is okay to be vulnerable. And he was like, exactly. And you need to listen to your own fucking advice. But I, I still struggle to do that. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's, it's... Uh, it's a, it's a scary time, definitely, whenever you're feeling like that and you feel like you have nowhere to turn and you feel like you have nowhere to, to go to. um, But there is, there's plenty of places there. There is, there's plenty of places there. And as I said, like, it, it's hard to tell, though, um, what's the best advice for people because, as I said, like, depression is just like any other mental illness. It is varied on a spectrum. You have the people. I count myself as. I count myself as one of those people that it comes and goes. I can. I can be maybe depressed for a couple of days, couple of weeks, maybe even at most a couple of months. But then I can get back on with my life, and continue on functioning. There is people on the other end of that spectrum though that are crippled with their depression, crippled with their anxiety, um, and then they need the the aid or the the support of pharmaceutical drugs um, to help them deal with their emotions and help them keep those less desirable emotions in check. And sometimes that can be a lot worse than it can be helpful. Um, And sometimes it can cause loss of life because some people just become so dependent on them that they just keep taking more, because they build up a tolerance, there's a certain strength, and then they go on a higher strength, and then they build up tolerance, and then it's repeated, and repeated, and repeated, um, until unfortunately, they end up taking their own life, because, the, the, the idea of feeling, those feelings, is too overwhelming for them, and they feel like, there's no other options, they, they feel like, they cannot, express how they're feeling, to anybody else, um, which is not which is not the case because we do have a lot of fantastic centers here um that are designed for it I do feel like there should be more done though like what I feel like should be done is honestly what I feel like should be done is they sh- they should open a center for people um who suffer from depression but like have it like as a social setting rather than a setting where you sit around in a circle and you talk because that's that's more uncomfortable than it is anything else. You want people to come in and feel comfortable and being able to, and you don't have to do it in a group setting. Um, you can sit and you can have a conversation with somebody on a one-to-one basis, and it's just a casual conversation. It's not nothing where somebody's writing down and analyzing you, you know. Um, I feel like that would be something that would be beneficial to you this time. Um, especially for our younger people. Not even our younger people, but even the people like my age and up. Do you know what I mean? Because like it's a lot harder then, definitely. The older you get, because you do get set in a certain way of like, ah, if the they'll pass, it'll be fine and then you find yourself stuck in a bigger rut and a bigger rut and a bigger rut and so you can't get out of that hole. And it it can lead to very, very bad times, and tough times, and challenging fucking times, and because you dug yourself under that hole, you feel like, then there's nobody that can help you out, and that's, it's a fucking terrible feeling, but, like, I mean, there's definitely ways they, they try and, uh, there's definitely ways that you can try and be, try, try and manage it in a more healthy way you know, like, for me, it was going to the gym, when I went to the gym, I noticed that my confidence started rebuilding again, like, my confidence started to rebuild, and I felt better about myself, and it, it helped me a lot, you know what I mean, it helped me deal with the negative emotions that I was feeling, and dealing with them in a positive way, um, some other people's outlets are music, some people's outlets are drawing, some people's outlets are just other sports like football or whatever or socializing with your friends or whatever else you know what I mean whatever helps you deal with your feelings and deal with your emotions is always going to be good as long as it's in a healthy productive way Um, if I had to give my own opinion on it I would just say do not isolate yourself isolation is the worst thing that you can do I know sometimes it feels like it's the only option um, but it's not Isolation can make things 10 times worse and make you feel a lot more alone than what you are feeling at that moment in time. Because once you completely cut yourself off from other people, that is when you truly feel the magnitude of of your actual being alone. Um, And then for people who maybe are on pharmaceutical prescription drugs, I mean... There's obviously alternatives there. There's alternative medicine. I'm not going to... This This is not the campaign or, or they promote any other kind of medicinal drug, you know, um, or alternative drug. But there is research backing, obviously, CBD oil and also marijuana as itself with THC included. But obviously, for people that are kind of like... But not don't want to get high but like want to get the same relievement um that it offers then obviously cbd is a good choice um but as i said i mean that can be something that's discussed on another topic with another maybe with another guest or whatever um to discuss that but like for me honestly try and do the research on the other things and even like less than these kind of podcasts do you mean if this podcast helps you then I feel like I'm doing a, a job well done um, because that is the aim of this podcast. This podcast is to reach out to people that are going through fucking bad times and if anything that I have said like correlates with you or resonates or responds with you or, or makes you feel that certain way as well, then by all means like, you know what I mean, don't be afraid to speak up and and, and speak to somebody like, you know, um, I mean, it took me a long time to admit this to myself as well, but sometimes it is better to speak to somebody than let it all bottle up. Because when you let it bottle up too much and you explode, then obviously you're going to end up with a situation that you can't come back from. And unfortunately, some people get that um, in the last moments where they realize that this that isn't what they want because nobody wants to die nobody wants to fucking die like it's just that when you're in that dark place of a mindset that you feel like there's no other option so hopefully if anybody is going for anything and they hear this podcast then I hope that that is I hope that it is going to be beneficial to you and hopefully it, it does kind of make you look into like going about a more productive and healthy way of dealing with it and we will all get through it together, like you know, definitely. And that is the podcast, guys. Hopefully you have enjoyed it. Hopefully it has made you more aware or made you maybe a wee bit more open as to the issue that is depression, um, in our time, um. Honestly, this has been a an, an eye opening one for me as well. I didn't honestly think I could do this, um, because of all the self doubt and shit and the fucking, uh, just everything. But thank yous for listening. Um, and as I said, I will hopefully be continuing this on, um, with other topics as well, um, that I will be discussing that I feel that will be. Maybe not as much talked about, you know, but until the next podcast, guys, talk these down.